0: Hi, it's Eric. We missed a podcast on Monday, so you get something extra now. Um, I've been filling in for the Community Affairs show that we do here across our Cumulus Toledo cluster, grabbing local community guests. Some of them have made the podcast, others have not. This one definitely does. He is a legend in this town. I'm going to let you listen to the beginning of our of our conversation because I think we do have that kind of good friendship and then that, that good relationship. You'll know this voice and maybe even miss him from his nightly perch on your TV.
1: Wait, well, hang on a second. I'm seeing it says Jerry Anderson, but it says e- Eric Chase away. Jerry Anderson muted and yet my speakers are up.
0: I didn't mute I oh. didn't mute you. Yeah, I should be able to uh to hear you, but nothing. I
1: don't get it. I don't get it.
0: I, <laughs> I hear the echo. Yeah, you I'm not get getting it. anything. Well, we can do phone.
1: Well, it's not going to be as good, is it?
0: It's you and I. It's going to be great. Okay. I'm good to go. Um, Good morning. Welcome to Contact. And this week, the interviewer gets to be interviewed. We'll just have a discussion. It is my good friend. It is the godfather of all Toledo media, the one and only, recently retired, Most famous bus driver in the area. He needs no introduction, even though I just gave him a long one. Jerry Anderson. Good morning, my friends.
1: Eric, it's good to be with you. You know, you say just retired. Do you realize, this struck me just the other day, uh, June 15th was, what was it, last Monday? uh, Earlier this month, June 15th, and... It was, that was two years to the day from my last newscast when my wife and kids and grandkids came up and came up and joined me in studio. That has been two years ago.
0: Can you believe it? I can, I guess. I can. I don't know. You it just I, seems to have flown by for me. Has, well, well let's, let's, let's start for people that don't know and uh, might not get to catch you with Leading Edge or be a, uh, a grade school child in BG. We'll get to that. But why the decision to retire? Because I know you were thinking, and we had talked like you were going to do some of it, but then you just decided to step all the way out.
1: Yeah. it, it um, It's one of those things where somebody had told me one time, I mean, we're all going to retire, I guess, at some time. I think that's a, a hope for most people. And, uh, but finding the right time, and really, Terry and I, my wife and I had, had talked about it, seriously thought about it. The previous year, it was the end of a contract. It just seemed like it was a possibly a very nice time to make a nice, clean break. But um, my general manager, a great guy, Brian Laurentian, fashioned a deal in which I could just do the early news, 5, 5.30, and 6, and then get out of there. Uh, and because evenings have become a thing that, you know, I did evenings so many years of my life, and that's when most of society, you know, does what it does. Gets together, uh, you know, goes to a game, goes out to dinner, just goes shopping, whatever. And I kind of missed out on that. so Brian gave me this deal where I could go in work, and work at 10 o'clock in the morning, I ended up helping out because we had somebody leave. I ended up helping out uh, uh, the, the noon program and uh, then did the, you know, the, like I say, the earlies and you know, was out of there. And like I told Brian later, I said, you know what, I know you did it as an incentive for me to stay and I appreciate it and I stayed for an extra year, but it kind of opened our eyes to what retirement could be like if we, if we really liked what we saw. And as it turns out, it was just, there's just, Eric, you know it. There, you get, it's time. And as Terry said, she goes, you know, Jerry, if you'd done it a year earlier, I don't think it would have worked. I don't think you had it out of your system yet. But by 2018, I had done enough. I had it out of my system. I didn't need to do it anymore. And it just felt right. And I have to say, it must have been the right thing, because I haven't looked back. There's not, there's not a day in which I say, boy, I wish I were in there doing the news. And let's face it, for almost 40 years, I said... I really want to go in and do the news. Yeah. So I think the timing was right.
0: And, you know, you still get to, to get your appetite satisfied with the leading edge on Fox and TOL. And um, I know you just had Paul Hicks Hudson on. And, and even though that's different due to the pandemic, um, you still get to do that. And that's still a great watch on Sundays.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's my way of, and Brian, again, very generously, when I left, he said, hey, could we, and he fashioned, uh, he gave me a variety of things. One, I could stay on as a part-time employee. Um, and it's like, nah, I didn't. See, I'm no longer an employee there. I formed my own company, an LLC, through the state of Ohio. And, but he asked if I could stay on and, and host and produce the show. And that's something I'm pretty proud of, too, is that I don't just show up and interview people. I find every guest. I do all the research. I do the background. I write all of this stuff. Uh, it's a great outlet for me. And when we were still going into the station, as I tell people, you know, I could go in one night a week to the station with people on Thursday evenings, um, get caught up with you know, some of my coworkers, keep my fingers, keep tabs on these newsmakers, you know, keep them in line, and then get in my car and drive home and remind myself how, how glad I am that I don't have to go in five nights a week. Yeah. I just go in one night a week. Now we're doing it, of course, from our homes. But uh, uh, it's been, I thank all of my guests. I get virtually everybody I want, um, and I think that's built on a career of reputation. I tell everybody. My deal with them is this. I get to ask you whatever I want to ask you, as long as it's fair, on point, and it's within the subject matter. I didn't build a career, you know, luring somebody in and then being over in the deep weeds and playing gotcha journalism. Uh, You can do that sometimes, and, and I suppose really get a rise out of somebody um, but you're not going to do it long if you stay in the market, you know, yeah. work, the word's going to get around. He's, you know, he, he's, he's just there to, and, um, so you now I get to ask anything I want as long as it's a subject matter. And in return, I make a deal with my guest. Hey, I love what my show makes news. So if there's something you want to break to get out there to my viewers, to the public, to your constituents, you know, let me know and I'll do my very best to get you there. And uh, so it has worked out. It's worked out really well.
0: I want to ask you uh, uh, <laughs> about the bus driving stuff that many people probably yeah. don't know, but I'll, I'll get I'll come back to that in a second. What's okay. some, what's something after you decided to fully step away that you yeah. were really looking forward to doing like a new hobby or a pastime that you picked up and maybe you you didn't enjoy it? as much as you expected or something else that, that surprisingly came into your life and and you were like, wow, I, I, I really like everything Terry tells me to do.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, it is, this is, I thought this was funny in the early days of retirement, you know, we'd be out there and I'd be in, we'd run into somebody we know and they go, Hey, Jerry, yes, sir, how is it going? And I thought that was probably a, a real legitimate question. So I would say, well, you know, it's, And before I could answer, and this happened a few times, they would look at Terry and say, Terry, actually, the real question is, how are you doing with him home all the time? (laughs) And it it really has worked out because, I mean, that's different. I mean, for, Terry and I have been married 40 years this fall. And for a good number of, I mean, for all those years I was working, in many cases, two jobs. yeah, And so I was gone a lot. And so I it's like, no guarantee that this is going to work. But uh, I, I think, unless I'm misreading something and I don't think I am, um, we, we're doing really, really well cool. in that vein. And I've stayed really, I was going to say really, really, bad, as busy as I want to do. And that's kind of how I've come to define retirement is people say, "You're not really retired. I had a school administrator in Bowling Green with a smile say, "You're failing retirement." and I go, "Oh no, I'm passing with flying colors. It's just that now I'm doing what I want to do and the other proviso of retirement. I'm doing whatever I want to do, and then I know I don't have to do any of it. Yeah. you know, so it's kind of a wonderful place to be. so there wasn't like anything that's like, well, I'm going to in retirement do I'm going to take something up." I was just going to do more of things that we didn't have time. For example, I have a motor home. I'm an RV person, big 36 foot class, a you know, one of those things. And so we try to take that out on weekends this summer. I've already had it out a couple of times and you couldn't go, you know, everything was closed yeah. in the spring. And when they finally opened up, we got in a couple of places. Both of my daughters are down in the eh, Columbus, Ohio. One's right in Columbus, the other one's outside, um, And, like, we'd like to go down there. But looking ahead, I tried to make some reservations the other day, and I'm thinking, well, Jerry, I mean, come on. You follow the news. We've had these stories that people's travels this summer are going to be very different, people not really feeling good about getting on an airplane, a cruise ship. No, I don't think so. Hotels, Mm, not really comfortable with some people, some people, okay? And so we've had this thing it's probably going to be much more of a, I'll be in my own vehicle plus at home, and I should have known that means every campground I've been in, and we're we're big state park people, so we go to state campgrounds. Um, it's been full every time I go in. I mean, even when I get in and I have a reservation, um, the place the place is full. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of carved out of uh, of upcoming some upcoming weekends. We're doing one in, in early July um, down to Alam Creek State Park, kind of a Delaware area, uh, north of Columbus. Um, but yeah, we're you know we're doing that. As you know, I have my little pastime in the wintertime of being the guy on the microphone at Bowling Green State University mm-hmm. of the Stroh Center. You know, basketball Justin <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: Wait, we'll get to we'll get like, to sports because you and I have to talk some sports, and we finally can as opposed to what we used to do, where when we would talk like hardcore sports, I could hear radio shutting off. But you drove the <laughs> you drove the biggest newscast in the market for decades. You mm-hmm. drive an R V. You like driving big things. Tell everyone <laughs> what you were tell everybody what you were driving shortly after you retired.
1: Mr. Chase, that was just a very nice, very clean segue right there. That was just that's a that's a professional broadcaster, people right there. Uh, yes. I learned, um, and this was before I retired because um, I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do in retirement? I'm certainly not retiring to go home and sit on a sofa. I'm not going to do that. That's not me. And um, in, in a good friend of my best friend in the world um, does this. Also in retirement, he says, why don't you come drive bus with me? I said, drive. And he's talking about school buses. And it turns out most of these districts out there are just begging for bus drivers. And I'm like, well, denny do you think i mean could i do that he goes we have to get a you know commercial grade you need a cdl um but you could you drive that motorhome around so you're used to driving big things and you gotta be careful of you know wide turns and you you don't just look down at the road you look up you know it branches and lines and stuff like that and it's like "Yeah, yeah you could do it i said well yeah but when i'm driving my motorhome i don't have you know 30 screaming kids in it and uh so I decided I was going to give that a shot, and so for the past two years, if you see Bowling Green City Schools bus number three, <laughs> it'll be Jerry Anderson at the helm.
0: That's awesome. How how did yeah? It is it, it is cool because you get to
1: know your kids. The first year, I have to admit,
0: I, I, I you know
1: it, it. You start in the fall, and you're getting familiar with your vehicle. I always err on the side of caution. Uh, you're getting to know your routes. You're starting to know your kids. You're starting to know behaviors. Uh, you're starting to know what you can and can't do about it. And then winter comes. And I probably will never like driving in the winter a school bus. And my route is is pretty much out and kind of on the country a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to be out there at, in the darkness, I mean, it's pitch black when you leave the bus garage. Um, and there's snow blowing sideways, and this is a country road, it's not that wide to begin with. And the headlights are coming toward you. Just set the headlights at this point, and you get a ditch on the right hand side. Good morning, welcome to work. You know, how's this going? And uh, but I have to say, by spring of my first year, uh, now you're out there, the sun's coming up earlier. Uh, they're planting crops in the in – the, they, 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 well, actually, they didn't plant any uh, in the springtime. But, the, um, you know, there's stuff going on in the countryside. You're, you're familiar with your route. You're familiar with your vehicle. You're starting to know your kids. And then by next year, by last year, I should say <clears> – <throat> which was the next year, um, it was, it's larger the same kids. I mean, you have some kids that move in, move out, whatever. A kid who is on your high school, middle school road who finally gets his driver's license, so he's not on the next year. But you, you, after two years of it, I'm kind of like into following these kids and seeing. oh, I wonder how they're going to do. It's, it's like you're seeing them grow up. And make no mistake, the bus driver has some impact on those kids. Uh, As they told us in training, remember that you're you're the first person they see when they leave their, you know, walk out of their house in the morning. If you don't know, when you drop off in the afternoon, you may be the last person they see before they go inside those doors, and, and nobody knows what's going on inside the doors. We hope it's all good. And but it's like, you know, keep your eyes open, keep the antennas up, talk to your kids, and more than talk to them, listen to them. And it's amazing how many times, I mean, I, I, I'm i not saying it's epic, I'm not saying it's huge, but a child comes to you and say, I oh, mean, I got a bad score on a, on a test today. And I say, okay, uh, why did that happen? Well, I don't know. I thought I had the right answer There's this one. And he's explaining why. He says, I told him the best answer was in paragraph two, and they said the best answer was in paragraph four, and it was there too, but I thought my answer was better. And I said, did you tell them that? And he says, well, no. I said, what teachers want to know is that you're learning. You just made a very good case to me that you identified the answer. where You need to go in and talk to her. He said he, he comes out the next day. Goes, I talked to my teacher. I explained to her my answer. I showed her where it was, and she corrected it and gave me credit for it. I mean, now that, that, that's not that. epic. But just to, and he, you, and so I'm, one day he's coming out, his daughter's down. It's like da-da-da. And the next day he's coming out, beaming. Hey, Jerry, I talked to her. And, and I don't like make my kids, some of the bus drivers do. Mr. Jerry. Hey, Mr. Jerry. Um, and, and then there are just, I mean, so many of the kids are so good, and they're so cute. And then there's the times, here's one for you, and I'll make sure we're okay on this. I called to my elementary school, opened the doors, and I... I Address every kid by name as they going out. You have a good day. I'm not going to give names now because they might say it. So they're walking out. You have a good day. Thanks. Have a good one. And they go get them in Krim. This is Crem Elementary School. And bum 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 by name. And one little girl stops. And then she looks so cute. And she's nicely dressed. And her mom has her hair done. And she goes, Mister Jerry. I go, Yeah. What is it, honey? And she said, I'm going to make I'm going to make up a name here to protect the innocent. Okay.
0: Eli said, shut the (laughs) (laughs) up.
1: Only she said...
0: The word. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, it it, it was was, A, what was said, and the person who was saying it, and she's just repeating somebody else. And I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay, okay, well, that's not appropriate language, is it? Thank you for sharing that with me, and I will be talking to him about that. Now, you go to school, have a good day. And you make sure you never use that word, okay? Have a good day. But he he said, shut up. I was like, whoa, there it is. So we have, and then my high school, middle school route, if there was anything I was nervous about, um, some of these kids are are your size. I mean, if they wanted to have an attitude, they could probably take you out. And I got to tell you, I don't want to oversell anything, but my kids on my high school, middle school route are so laid back, as somebody explained to me, and they get picked up first. Like my first pick up is 645 in the morning, uh, you know, and they said, I've been told, hey, most of them are sleepy. You know, they just want to get on the bus and, like, zone for a while to get to school. In the afternoon, they're, they're certainly much more awake. There is a group that sits in the back of the bus. And I've told people, I'm not exactly sure what's going on back there at all times. But nobody's complaining. Nobody's yelling. Nobody's upset. They're not damaging my bus. They're all on their phones, right? They're all looking at stuff on the phones, you know. And uh, but no, I have a. I just have a very good group of kids they all the year They so. don't.
0: They don't want the wrath of old man Anderson.
1: I have <laughs> no. I, I stopped the bus. Oh yeah, I'm going back. Said <clears throat> so, hey, you. You're coming up here. You're sitting in row four. <laughs> he goes he said, well, "What did I do?" Well, he knew what he did, and I knew what he did. I saw in the mayor. But I'm going to make a federal case. I said, "Come up here. I need you up here in row four. That's like the second row on the right side. Of the evens are on one side, of the odds on the other. You're sitting in row four. Why? What did I do? I go, did, did I say you did anything? I didn't say you did anything. What I'm saying is, you're sitting in row four. All right. You know, it's the four. See the number up there? That's four. Sit there. And I mean, I made my point. He got it. Didn't have to make a federal case out of it. But no, For the most part, my kids are, are just really good.
0: Uh, last question. Maybe we'll have time for for one more. If you want to throw something out there, by all means. But Um, I've been okay. Now that my schedule is back to to this where I couldn't stay up to finish a game anyway. Um, how are you doing missing sports? And I know a lot of the teams that you root for cause a lot of pain anyway, but I know you're a diehard sports fan. So how are you doing during the pandemic with no sports and how worried are you that they will be jolted very hard stops and starts as things get moving as we move late into the summer and the fall?
1: Yeah, second part of the question, first, I think there's a very good possibility. Uh, I am booked to be the public address announcer for our first football game at Bowling Green. Uh, Dave Rice, very good announcer, does, does the season. He's just tied up that day, so I'm going to help out with our first game of the season. And, and I was just in email communication with our Game Ops leader. Um, and when you see you know the cases at Clemson and Alabama and elsewhere – you just, I have some real questions about how they're going to be able to pull this off uh, going ahead. Uh, the hardest thing for me in terms of sports is remember when everything went dark? We were headed to the Mid-American Conference tournament as a number two seed Bowling Green, yeah. a chance to win that tournament and go to the NCAA. And then, as you and I as you know, I am a huge college basketball fan. Love March Madness for years. Uh, have taken Thursday and Friday, I mean, that first week of the tournament, I'm not counting the play-in games down in day right. on Tuesday or whatever. Thursday and Friday, I mean, where they fire up games at noon, and you sit there and watch them till midnight, one after another. And I host parties, you know, on Thursday and Friday, uh, took time off from work every year. And so that was huge withdrawal for me not to have basketball. Baseball, I'd love to see going up. I just love going to Mud Hens game. I'm a Tigers fan, so I'm not missing a whole lot there.
0: No, <laughs> I'd no. be,
1: I'd be watching, but we, you know, we're still not going to be any good. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's it's withdrawal, The college football um, that's going to be huge. I mean, somebody said, I mean, Ohio State has figured out some model where they can play like in front of twenty thousand people in the horseshoe. And I said, you know, you think there were protesters down in Columbus at the state house over reopening the state? You go down there and tell people, yeah, the Buckeyes are playing football inside, but we're full. We've got 25. You gonna, you want to talk about protests? You're going to have some protests there, I'll guarantee you. So I, it, it's going to be very interesting, and I have a feeling it's not going to go smoothly.
0: Yeah, I've seen all these cases come up in the last couple of weeks as well. And granted, they're with young people who aren't really affected by this, but I always— keep I always remind myself, no matter if it's a, a good day or a bad day of news when it comes to, to COVID, I remind myself that it's not the problem. The problem isn't with the people that are, are sick per se. It's the people who have it and no one knows it and they're passing things. Like for instance, yeah. like you, if you're around the football team and 20 of them have it and 10 of them don't know it. And they're around someone like you. Maybe you pass as the Terry, or you're around a lot of people yeah. in your family. That's the—I don't want to say scary, because I—I I hope that people are doing the best they can to be as safe as they can. But not knowing is—is the—is the fly in the ointment of all of this.
1: Yeah. Well, I just—I was watching television today, and the—the the number of states that are seeing record number of new cases day after day, and then they said Ohio. Now, we've been pretty good. Yeah, wine was early, did some, you know, closing schools, closing businesses early and aggressively, and I swear they, they saved thousands of lives in the process. But on Sunday, we had an uptick, the highest number of new cases that we've seen since May 21st. That's a month ago. This isn't good because the trend needs to be going the other way. And then you look at the southern states, some of the western states, Arizona and stuff, uh, we're a long way from out of the woods. And I think I was among the many who thought, hey, come summertime, eat sunshine, you know, the famous President's UV, can't, Whatever, you get a big light. Um, it, it's it, These viruses are supposed to get out in the summertime. And here they are going the other way. And then I start to, in my mind, look ahead at fall. And it's like, uh-oh. I mean, man, do we need that vaccine? Gosh, go researchers, get us a vaccine.
0: Last question, um, it's... Starting with the pandemic, I guess, as it hit here in March and that day that you and I both remember where I got home from work and I'm like, Rudy Gobert tested positive and now that they're walking off the courts and they're right. shutting torn, So I remember that day, um, yeah. we, we've got Black Lives Matter, we've got protest. it feels like real change. I think you probably saw what I saw yesterday after uh, Bubba Wallace had a noose in his garage yep. and the entire yep. sport of NASCAR walking to support him. Yep. Th- this is a... a this is definitely a year people will remember. Do you kind of wish at all you were back sharing some of this news at night or are you just happy to be away from it and letting the Melissa Andrews and my other buddies and the Andrews of the world carrying on that torch?
1: No, they're they're fine doing that. They're doing a really good job doing it. But I have been exploring that uh, very deeply on the whole Leading Edge thing. And you're right. I mean, I, I've done news for a long, long time. Every time we have one of these tragic incidents, there are protests, there's a... And then, Basically, the people in charge—they bide their time, and the protests stop, and we go back to. This year is different. Yeah, this year is different. And uh, as i have told, the the Paul, the Hicks Hudsons, and, and and Ray Woods from the NAACP, and Julian Mack from the Community Solidarity Response Network, and Chief Crawl. I mean, the white folk are out there walking with the black folk and the brown folk, and and there's young and there's old, and there's there's everybody in between. And and um, it's it's just different. It's time. It's beyond time. And, and, and so I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm just going to keep pounding on it, on the show. Because, I mean about the week that I see no protests and nothing about it, I'm going to say, well, what happened to all that? And I might as well put some people's uh, feet to the fire. Yeah. But, I mean, from city council, Nick Comas is on the show this week. Uh, the head of the Police Patrolmen's Association is on my show this coming up this week, because you know what? I don't think enough has been said. I, I still believe in my heart uh, that the vast, vast, vast majority of cops want to do it right. Um, and I looked at the news the other day, and I'm not. This isn't pity party. This isn't being overly sympathetic. I just looked at my wife and said. God, you couldn't pay me enough right now to be a police officer. Yeah, because now you have a bunch of laypeople in city council, and, and they're all you know wanting to do the right thing. But you have a bunch of people telling police how to be policemen now, going forward. And in some of those cases, it's long overdue. In cases like, I mean, when I had George Crawl on a couple of weeks ago as the chief of police, so I'm sitting here in my office, I have the screen going. He's in one square. We're doing a, is kind of a uh, kind of we're doing a zoom meeting, and so at a time. And I wish we had been recording this part, I said, Chief, you know what? With all the police officers I dealt with in the many many years I covered news, my sense is they look at something like Minneapolis, see that video, and say, "Thanks so much, you so and so. We're all going to have to pay for this." And he looked over in the camera. And he goes, "Oh, you have no idea." Yeah. I mean. Vast majority of police officers, officers look at that, and they're just outraged because now they're all going
0: to get splashed. And then the sad part it. of it, the sad part of it is because of unions and whatnot, and uh, maybe just an antiquated machismo uh, in the profession. The people who are hurt can't speak up and do the right thing for a variety of reasons that you and I could spend another hour talking about. But I. Uh, I I like our people here. Uh, The mayor and and the chief had some missteps the week, the the, the Monday or Tuesday right after the protest here, but I think they cleaned it up pretty well. And, you know, I'm, I'm a straight shooter like you are. And, I was not pleased with their stuff, but they always know that they can come chat with me anytime and, you know, we can work it out. And and this, these are historic situations and so far they've done pretty good. No one is going to get through this with perfect words or behavior. You can only just hope that the integrity of people and people leading here, our community will win out. We got to wrap up. Give me a final thought. No, it's just a pleasure to hear your voice. It's
1: great. I've, I've really enjoyed our relationship, everything you do in and about our community and uh, I would look forward to being with you on your show anytime.
0: Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. I'll send you a text. Uh, tell the family that barely knows me that I said hello. And uh, what's the uh, what, what's the Falcon's motto? I don't know what it is. Falcon up? I Ziggy Zumba. I Ziggy Zumba. There we go.
1: Thank you so much, Eric. Appreciate the opportunity, right. my friend. Take
0: care, Jerry.